Exalted, another off-topic. Today's topic, dear listeners, is... I'm scrolling up. Uh, what would we call this? The elemental court in creation? Well, the elementals in general. Elementals in general. Elementals are the topic, listeners. Elementary. Yep. Elementary. That's a, that's yeah. a good one. So we've just wrapped a session dealing heavily with the elemental politics and such like that. Yes, and, we did. Um... Generally, most of the session was inspired by me actually researching the elementals for the off-topic, actually. Since um, you see, it was kind of, well, a part of the Exalted lore that wasn't that heavily explored or explained, really. Um, the most resources I could find on this topic was in the Book of Sorcery number 4, which is the Role of Glorious Divinity. It has the most information, but it is a bit messy there. Also, it's second edition exalted, so some people you know, prefer not to. The lore for second yeah. edition has some problems <coughs> with it, definitely. Well, generally, I found out the elemental lore there was pretty coherent and wasn't that weird. Other than that, you also have a, uh, some part of the uh, Games of Divinity book dealing with the similar subject, but not as, as in great depth. Mm-hmm. So, um, let's start. What are the types of elementals? You've got roughly five categories. You've got the five elemental dragons. You've got the, well, used to have the five great elementals. Now you have the elementals, which are the common guys. You have the lesser elemental dragons. And you also have the greater elemental dragons. So, how do they all come about? Yeah, let's, let's, let's unpack this. <laughs> yeah. So, first, the five elemental dragons. You know, everybody knows them. Based after the five elements, you've got your Mela, which is the dragon of air. You've got Hesayah, which is the fire one. Danat, water. Sexus, Jills, which is wood. And Pesayah, earth. They have draconis forms, because they're beings of great element, uh, essence strength. They're Gaia's children and creations, as they were described. Uh, I guess it's implied that they're the her devas to some extent, but it's never really confirmed or... Denied. People like to try to fit that into yeah. their descriptions, but they are explicitly yeah. not her devas. They are her children. And that is that is always, from what I've heard from the developers, yeah. the more important point. They are different. Yeah. And that, that point screams to the fan base where they like to fit everything into a neat little box. Everything has to be the same, mm-hmm. but they're not. The Elemental yeah. Dragons are, are fundamentally different, and they're their own thing, and they're tied to Gaia, and don't and, and it's a bad idea to try and codify them as you would like a Primordial and its demons and stuff. Mm-hmm. So yeah. They are guys, children and creations, and they were created at the start of creation. Well, <coughs> so, they were first created, but they were put to sleep in the elemental poles, all of them. After the primordial war, they were woken up by Gaia once more to fix creation, to fix all the you know, imbalances and everything up. Uh, they also set up the new celestial order for the little gods to ensure creation survival, so they're the heads of the terrestrial bureaucracy, basically, at least figuratively. Um, 
after they've established everything, they back went back into creation geomancy to do their thing. And their essence returned the, the elemental poles to slumber or something like that. Um, so they have the intuitive understanding of essence and its uh, conduction. Um, and, well, generally they tend to the duties that they always have, thousands of years old, and so on and so on. Sometimes they coalesce into the elemental poles to hold court. Like, um, I think the most important one was when Sextus Gild told the gods to treat the less elemental dragons as the children of the five elemental dragons. It was the sort of ascension of dragons that's mentioned in the Yushan book, for example. And other than that, the fire and the earth dragons currently sleep, not to cause volcanoes or eruption of earthquakes, while the air, water, and woods permeate creation and do their thing. <coughs> so that's generally the five elemental dragons. Now, the five great elementals were the original elementals. Now, this, this part you're going to talk about is yes. contentious, but I'll let you talk about it first. Yeah. So, again, this, this is based on the roles of glorious divinity. That So, you've got five of them. You have the Mindful Forest, which is the wood one. You have the Great Garda, which is fire. You've got Oseku, which is water. You've got Urvl, which is earth. And the Windmaster, which is the wind. <coughs> they, surprisingly enough, don't have draconic forms. And they were created in the prehistory by the gods with the tutelage from the Gaia and the aid of the elemental dragons. They were patterned after the five elemental dragons, and their task was to regulate the natural processes of creation's elements. They were also made to swear an unbreakable oath of loyalty to the gods, which the gods patterned after their primordial oath. Well, the oath they swore to Primordials not to fight against them and so on. And apparently, uh, at the start of the Primordial War, the Primordials' first of our retaliation was to kill the five great elementals, which um, solves, I guess, the issue I brought up to you a couple times, which is, oh, why didn't the elementals rise up against the Primordials? Because they weren't sworn in by the Primordials not to hurt them. And I guess this neatly rats, rats it up. They were destroyed. So, quickly. just to clarify, who destroyed them? Primordials. There we go. Okay. Just want to make sure. On the start of the Primordial Falls, the first retaliation. All of them die. So, um, that's it for the great elementals. You... Now, this is contentious because <laughs> um, people apparently, apparently some of the writers and the developers are really pissed at that. Because it, it apparently was a, a bit of a dumb way to talk about the origin of the elementals. That they were these big happy guys that got smashed like a Disney cartoon. You know, like Mickey. Like mm -hmm. like the Sorcerer's Apprentice where, where you smash up the brooms and they're smaller brooms. <laughs> uh -huh. Apparently folk didn't like that. Because the, the as the full story goes is when the great elementals died, they exploded into smaller elementals. And that's where all the elementals in the world come from. You know, they're, they're, it's like taking a Lego castle and smashing it up. Well... Yeah. Apparently, folk don't like it a lot, and that's why it, it's considered to be a 2E-ism, uh, and not as canon as a lot of other things. Yeah. Uh, it's something just worth pointing out while yeah. we're talking about it. Yeah, no problem, but for the sake of being completeness, this is one version of events that's presented in one of the books. <clears throat> so, now we make our way to the elementals. 
Uh, as you mentioned, the great elementals were too strong to fully die and instead they broke apart into the elemental life, which eventually uh, coalesced into the elementals and this is where we have all the elemental life that sprung up from it. Actually, the first elementals appeared before the end of the Primordial War, it seems. I read some mention that when the Yushan was taken by the gods, there were already some Garda birds in there. That's roughly the time that we have. Um, the five elemental dragons themselves didn't offer any advice to the gods on how to incorporate the elementals into the terrestrial bureaucracy. Really talk much about it, like, yeah, they exist. And now the elementals are not under the elemental oath that we mentioned earlier, so they're not sworn to serve the gods entirely, but still have the remnants in them, so they're inclined to serve the gods and so forth but are not entirely bound. And gods took them as generally low-level servants for themselves, because you can't fill the whole terrestrial bureaucracy with elementals, because that will be, you know, not that useful, because you have to have gods in positions. But it's always ha good to have some servants. Now, uh, <clears throat> let's talk about the lesser elemental dragons. So generally, as the elementals have aged and grew in power, they eventually started forming into their draconic shapes. Um, uh, yeah, then we have the ascension of the dragons because, okay, um, so yeah, they formed the draconic forms, but they still will treat the bad that the gods like, oh, you're just the servants, whatever, you took a new form, who cares? And then. Now, yeah. it is worth pointing out that the draconic form is a representation of power and exalted. Yes. It's like, um, I always love this example from K-Pax. Mm -hmm. um, why is a soap bubble round? Mm -hmm. And it, the question was asked why the alien, quote-unquote, that was Kevin Spacey in K-Pax, looked human if he was alien. And the answer he gave was, why is a soap bubble round? A soap bubble is round is because it's the most energy-efficient shape for a soap bubble to take. Mm -hmm. And that's why aliens look human. Human <clears throat> form is just a natural form that shows up in the galaxy. It's the most energy-efficient way to be a sentient creature. And thus an exalted... To pull that uh, a little bit over, Dr the draconic form, the Chinese dragon, is the most efficient way to represent how powerful you are. It just naturally is something you grow into when you get strong enough, yeah. um, which is, for example, why the Unconquered Sun's form before the end of the war was draconic. He was a large, molten, hate, molten sun tyrant. Yeah. And thus we have the Ebon Dragon being also this form because he's the shadow of the Unconquered Sun and so on. Yes. So so yes, um, so you had the elementals that have ascended into being the lesser elemental dragons. And so Sexus Gilles told the gods to treat them as the children of the five elemental dragons and gave them roughly equivalent status to gods of similar essence. Mm -hmm. um, this was proposed to Saul Invictus while he was playing the games of divinity, but he was generally too preoccupied to give a stamp of approval to it, but the current head of the Celestial bureaucracy said, yeah, sounds good, you know, let's incorporate this. And now you have a lot of lesser elemental dragons being part of the Celestial bureaucracy, including a lot of the sensors. If not all of them, even. Yeah. And then we move on to the greater elemental dragons. Basically, as uh, the lesser elemental dragon's power grew more and more, eventually they ascended into the greater elemental dragons, 
first of them was, of course, Kukla. Oh, the Kukla. Yeah. It was the ruler of all the earth elementals and so on and so on. It ascended, it turned into a giant dragon. How big was it? The Kukla. Are we going to yeah. talk about the Kukla? Let's talk about the Kukla. Alright, so you know how Exalted is made by White Wolf? <laughs> you know how White Wolf sucks? Everything needs to have an apocalypse, yo. That's exactly right, Peter. Everything needs an apocalypse. And because White Wolf sucks, Exalted needed an apocalypse too. And this was a thing they had a hard-on for back in the early 2000s. So around the time Old World of Darkness got its end-of-the-world scenario, it was decided Exalted need a few too, because... You know, what better way for a game of empire building and sword and sandals and consequences and human connections to represent itself than to throw all of those minor kingdom building things out the window in exchange for a giant huge threat that invalidates all of the smaller scale adventures you're doing. Hmm. And thus the Kukla apocalypse was born. So, Kukla is a giant elemental dragon. He's enormous. Um, I think he's a mountain range on the map. Mm -hmm. Like, if you see a range of mountains in the south on the map, that's the Kukla. That's his spinal column. Yep. So the Kukla apocalypse scenario goes like this. Shit happens um, for a myriad of reasons. Like just a bunch of bullshit can happen. And the Kukla wakes up. And the Kukla is a continent-sized thing ripping its way through creation. Yep. So all of your solars have to get together and either kill it in essentially a vampires versus Kane from Old World of Darkness fight where his character sheet just says, you fucking lose. Yeah. Or you have to go beg the unconquered son to put an end to it because he can put it back to sleep or kick the shit out of it. Yeah. This is first edition Exalted. Yeah. The Kukla was one of several apocalypse scenarios. The other ones including, uh, oh, pardon me, the Death Lords because they were also the big villain splat. Yeah. Um, coming back and then the Death Lords taking over Autocathonia because, again, the Death Lords were the big villain splat. Yeah. Not Abyssals, Death Lords. And then the Death Lords waking up the Kukula with Autochthonia, because <laughs> the Death Lords were the villain splat. Uh, so that's Kukla. Its, its purpose was to be an end-of-the-world scenario in case DMs decided that, you know, there wasn't enough horror, or, you know, the game was, wasn't about their GM plot enough and needed a giant T-Rex on the map. So apparently the Unconquered Sun keeps it around because, you know, in case he needs to reset the world, just set it loose, let it loose for a while, and then put it back in, and there, new creation. Jesus, right? Yeah. So, it's good to know everything you ever accomplished can be wiped away with the press of a button by a giant DM NPC. Well, you know, I'll say that, well, if you're playing Solos, yeah, that's a big move. But say, if you're playing Infernals on the takeover creation, then, well, that's your end boss, roughly. Yeah. Because it needs an end boss. So, so Kukla is the most uh, well-known one, but apparently there are also others. I don't know. They've just mentioned that there are some more. Um, so yeah, there are some dangers. They have been imprisoned, and currently they are just in prison. So, that's roughly the shape of the five different kinds of elementals that you might come across or will never come across again because they're dead. So... Um, I guess let's uh, talk about some random things about the elementals, like the elemental oath. It was a pattern after the oath that Pramolias put the, uh, on the gods, and later the, apparently the oath of submission was derived from the oath of the five great elementals. So the gods didn't take it from the Pramolias themselves, they took it from the intermediate step. Right. So originally the elementals would not attack gods and would serve them. 
And now the new elementals can attack gods, but are inclined to serve the enemy. So, um, the nature of the elementals. Unlike the gods, they are mortal. Basically, smaller elementals can die of old age. And, well, when beco they become more enlightened, they eventually start becoming ageless. Right? Yeah, they, they get more connection to their, uh, to their power. Uh, elementals are not spirits. Spirits yeah. cover gods, ghosts, demons. I think that's it, those three. Gods, ghosts, and demons. Yep. That's what the spirits cover. Elementals are not spirits. Elementals are mortal creatures yep. um, that just represent their element. They're not like D&D &D elementals either. They're not like a giant ball of fire or something. You know, like a fire elemental is like a woman called a flame butterfly who can turn into a butterfly that's on fire. <laughs> uh, a type of water elemental is like a nymph or like a kelpie. Yeah. Uh, wood elemental are like spiders, giant woolly vine-covered spiders that tend to the trees. Uh, air elementals are like, I don't know, Chinese-looking dragons that are made of clouds. Like, they, they're living creatures. They don't dematerialize. They don't have a sanctum. Um, you know, they're, they're essentially... Yeah living things that are just, you know, supernaturally tied to the element they're born from. Yeah. So they're more corporeal than gods were. Uh, gods can materialize and become uh, physical, which is elements can go into the dematerialized state, but it's not their natural form. Naturally, they are physical. Yeah. I think that I've heard somewhere, but couldn't put a finger on it, that the gods were more of the Han soul, so the thinking soul, the enlightened versus the elements are more of the post soul. The more That's a way to look soul. at it, actually. Yeah, yeah. The, the gods are, are sort of the, 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 the mind and the personality, and elementals yeah. are more physical, more corporeal. That, that's actually a nice yin-yang way to look at it. Yeah. And, you know, gods, <laughs> generally the, the ones you care about exist in Yushan, elementals exist on yeah. creation. There, there's a lot of parallels to that. Yeah. So, since elementals are mortal, when you kill them, they die for good. With some exceptions, apparently. But in most of the case, when they die, they die. They form some other elementals from the same energy, but they're no longer who they were. Mm -hmm. Because the gods reform. So, how are elementals born and created? Well, first of all, if there's an elemental imbalance somewhere, they sprang up from the imbalance to fix it. They also can, you know, be created sexually. You can have elemental bones, you can have full-blown elementals, and so Easy enough. Um, so, their tasks. Generally, elementals exist to fix the elemental imbalances and to promote their elements. They're, usually when they're created, come to being, they are fixed on this thing and don't think about anything else because, you know, why would you care about anything but your task? So they're pretty simple creatures, at least to begin with. And they are generally the regulators of creation's base elemental essence flows. And on that, I think all or at least most of Yushan's sensors seem to be the lesser elemental dragons for some reason. Yeah, because I think they have a lot of dominion over creation. Well, yeah. Um, so, source of power. The gods draw their power from heaven, so their job, position, their worshippers, and so on. While elementals draw their power from their own body and essence, and their connection to the terrestrial sphere. So, if you promote a elemental dragon somewhere higher up in the hierarchy, he doesn't suddenly gain more power because he gained it. He doesn't gain much from worshippers. He gains it because he is that powerful. And they generally increase their essence similar to exhaust through meditation and so on. 
reflecting on the nature of the world. So, elemental summoning. Uh, elementals work a little bit like demons for summoning. Yep. They're, they're an easy to access spell to summon elementals, summon demons. And yeah. in third edition, uh, we'll get to that. You can mm-hmm. keep going. Um, so yeah, most of them can be summoned, but if they get more powerful and important, usually around the less elemental dragon state, they can serve their servants instead. And celestial officials and sensor are generally completely immune from will-altering spells. Thus, they cannot be summoned at all because summoning alters their will. Right. So they can be summoned for some time, which is the absinthing binding. Um, absinthic. Absisic. Say the absinthic binding, which is the binding for a certain amount of time, or you can be binding for a specific task. So that's task binding. And as mentioned previously, binding is a form of mind control. So when you task bind someone they change the elemental's motivation to that task, to complete it, and so on. Mm-hmm. When you do abscessic binding, you break the elemental will along the pre-existing points of weaknesses, and those generally codified in the abscessic guide, so generally a how-to book on breaking demons. Most of those apply to elementals except one or two specific types of breaking. So, um, despite this, that summoning is a mind relation, it is not a crime um, because the incarnate did never judge it as such and it's also not really that unethical since you, uh, you don't really break the mind, it's just how it works it's created with those false signs to be used in such a way But some, It changes their perspective Yeah, but Despite that, some elemental courts didn't see it that way, and they devised a so-called selenite ethics. Basically, selenite was a, I think, a fire elemental, fire less elemental dragon, way back when, and said that, well, how about instead of breaking our will, we negotiate terms of a loyal service to the exalt in exchange for a modest payment. Generally, exalt get a better end of the deal anyway, since they could just sound elemental and you know not deal with it. But in exchange, they gain a loyalty of the entire court, and the elements also benefit, since uh, they can appeal the court's leaders if they've been mistreated and so on. So, generally, it's good for everybody. It's an option, I suppose. Can do. Alright, so summoning. Uh, one of the big shticks about summoning in 2e was that you summon an elemental to you, right? Yep. In 3, how it works now is you actually can forge an elemental from nearby essence. Mm-hmm. So you have to actually custom build one and it just kind of dissipates when you're done. Mm-hmm. But there are tricks to make it stay around afterwards. Yep. Um, so that's kind of the paradigm they're moving towards. Elementals are much more transitory. Mm-hmm. They're much more uh, fluid. Mm-hmm. That's kind of just something 3e is doing. And I, I agree with that. I like a lot of 3e's flavor. It gets, it gets a lot of it right. I personally don't mind the second edition that you sort of specify what sort of elemental you want and then it takes the nearest one that matches it and plops it in, or you specify exactly who you want and tries to get that person in, and so on. Both so on. is a nice option. Yeah. Because that makes de- elemental summoning a little bit better than demon summoning, or, or it puts it on, on equal stage with demon summoning. Because <laughs> with demon summoning, you can summon any demon from hell you want because there's an infinite amount of first circle demons. Yep. Elemental summoning let you custom build your elemental means that not only do you, means that you don't need to know 
about your specific demon. It, it means not every sorcerer has to be a demon summoner. Mm-hmm. It means some sorcerers can be like elemental creation based summoners who are like yep. all about, you know, they can have a different thematic set and still get the the yep. Swiss army knife utility out of elementals, which is yep. perfect. Yeah. Okay. So, um, now for some other lossless things about elementals. Sure. Uh, as you mentioned, they are not spirits, therefore they cannot hear prayers, unlike mm-hmm. gods. They are no, they they have no elsewhere sanctums. I think they might be able to claim some that someone else built, but they cannot have their own. And while gods are naturally immaterial, while elementals are naturally material, so gods pay essence to spawn, and elementals pay essence to despawn. Right. Um, there's still that Monday, Monday of subordination. Um, so, elements are God's servants, uh, so God abu- God's abusing elements are still okay, nobody cares about it. Um, but mortal summoners abusing the elementals is generally bad, because the elements are not sworn to serve the people and so on. Right. So, on to some politics. <clears throat> Basically, um... I think uh, while I was uh, studying the research originally, it was to figure out what was the deal with the Thresha courts, and then I stumbled upon the elemental courts and what's the difference between them. So, um, briefly, the terrestrial courts. They were created by the five elemental dragons to help gods take care of creation. They are made of terrestrial courts, and each court functions to ensure the gods carry out their proper duties in the absence of the primordials to, uh, and the five elemental the five original elementals. Mm-hmm. So their first and foremost duty is to ensure it's heavily properly informed on what's going on in creation. So generally, it's an extension of Yushon and the celestial bureaucracy. The okay. similar gods, similar bureaucracy, only lower lower ranks, lower stakes, less glamour, glamour and everything more local. And uh, the courts used to be one organization with many branches, but now they function semi-autonomously feuding among each other and so on, generally because uh, during the Great Contagion everything fell apart. Yes, it did. Yeah. So, example of uh, a terrestrial court is the Court of Seasons, which seems to be kind of different depending on which edition you read. Yeah, it's hard to keep track. Yeah. I think in second edition, I think there is supposed to be some sort of celebrity gods, but, you know, you go and have a party for the given month, they do some politicking, but they're basically baby's first Yushan that you can interact <laughs> with, they can get you into Yushan and so, so forth and so forth, and they just oversee the seasons. And I think it's one of the most structured terrestrial slash spirit court around that's been described, at least. Now, the elemental course, on the other hand, generally, when the, the Great Contention hit, Yushan sealed his gate and closes up of cre- from creation for about 30 years. During that time, the Celestial and Terrestrial bureaucracy were in disarray, and in the later years, they got even more fucked up with the Fairfax invasion, the God Wars, and everything yeah. else. So, Elementals, without having the oversight from the gods, decided to form themselves into the Elemental Courts. So, generally, they aped how the gods behaved since they had no other experience of being in charge. <clears throat> so, uh, I think I quoted that in our actual session, but let's repeat this for the sake of it. 
the gods, the gods seldom explain themselves to their lower servants, and from this the elementals learn that the leaders need not explain their motives to the subjects. The gods were often contemptuous and cruel to the elementals, and from this the elementals learned that the leaders should be contemptuous and cruel. As comparatively simple beings, the elementals saw that the court full of discussion among the divine administrators, and from this the elementals learns that courts should be full of discussion. And the elementals assumed that if they performed in their courts as they've seen the gods do, that the efficiency, purpose, fulfillment, and satisfaction would naturally follow. So the cargo cult paradox. Yeah. They, they basically thought that if they would dress up like airline pilots and put lights on the runway, the planes will come back. Yep. Well, it's just kind of a neat thing, I guess. Yeah, it's pretty good. Yeah. Um, so, looking at the elemental courts, you, you learn why gods thought that the, the elementals were quite ignorant, primitive, and backwards. And, yeah. The, the terrestrial courts and the elemental courts often govern the same territories, but they mostly ignore one another. Elemental courts are mostly good for manipulating the weather, and that's about it. Everything else is just politicking. So, does so that politicking accomplish anything? Like, how, how does the court function compared to uh, what you'd expect, like, say, out of Yushan? Um, well, I guess all of this is for um, focusing on yourself and your power. For example, the elemental courts, the Windmasters. Generally, it's pretty unified, and they seem to be just wanting to kill all the water elementals they can, to, and see the power for themselves and so forth. So being petty as shit. Well, yeah, petty conquer and so on. The court of the flames wants to establish themselves as some more established political thing. Uh, you've got the principality of the shore, which is just focused on let's keep you know, the shore around the blessed isle from unfurling itself into the wild. So, it was a whole range of things. Yeah. So, yeah, those are the examples of some of the more important elemental courts around. So, you've got the Code of the Order of the Flames, the Principality of the Shore, the, the Council of the Winds, and so on. There are a couple of them mentioned, not, not all of the elementals seem to have anything concrete you can point to. Like, I haven't found any example of an established wood elemental court, for example. It's like, oh, all the forests have their forest spirits, forest. Guardians. Yeah. So yeah, I think that's generally all I had prepared about what's up with the elementals and the elemental courts and bureaucracy and stuff. Would you like to add anything to this? No, I, I think that covers a pretty good range of it. Yeah. So generally, there's some info on this. It's I found the role of glorious divinity to be the most. Uh, in-depth information this but as I said it's second edition so not everybody second edition had had a problem with yeah. freelancers so a lot of the information is good um, as far as valid goes you know it's not really that problematic for how mm -hmm. much the information is valid because you're really going to be pulling whatever you can pull out of the books for the next few years like yeah. second and first edition are all you got so yeah. that's kind of where you want to go with it um and yeah, whatever you want to add into your game to spice up elementals work. Instead of just making them random like servants that wander around, giving them a sort of structure or a sort of idea they have how they would uh, run their own little society is a mm -hmm. good thing. The Court of Orderly Flame is probably the most famous and the most successful example of turning elementals into 
uh, an organization that matters. Mm-hmm. It definitely gets the most word count. Yep. They seem to be described in what, the Southern Terrestrial... Uh, they were in uh, House of the Bull God, dude. Yeah, the I'm almost also. certain. Yeah, yeah. That was the second one I was going to mention. Yeah, other ones seem to crop up here and there, but very sparse. So yeah, I think that's generally it. Uh, yeah, um, anyway, final thoughts on Elementals. How, how do you think Elementals scale up as far as popularity or usability go compared to, say, Demons <laughs> or uh, Mortal Servants or like any other parts of the setting that people would probably use more? Elementals, if you're not aware, kind of get like the, the last place as far as attention goes usually. Yeah, it seems to be kind of hard to figure out how you can use it in game. Sure, you can have some army of Elementals, unite them to your cause and do whatever you want with them. But, you know, there are so many flavors of elementals, it's kind of hard to pull off what you want to pull in. Like, there are some deer-like elementals that are they from the earth elementals. There are some gem lords, there's, I know, need fire, then there are flame ducks, all sort of smirgisberg of whatever you want with the elementals. Yeah. I'm not really sure. I know that for some politicking it might be interesting to bring them in. Of course, if you'd be dealing with sensors, you are dealing with an elemental, you know, far removed from their more creation-bound counterparts. So, I'm just not sure. How about uh, you? Me, personally, uh, outside the Court of Orderly Flame, which is the first time I've really ever engaged with them in Exalted. For mm-hmm. the most part, people just ignore that shit because they have other things to worry about. But mm-hmm. I think the Court is well done. It's an excellent resource for people to kind of get into the headspace of elemental stuff and the legacy that elementals have in creation. Mm-hmm. Um... I think the only thing elementals really need is just more about them, which I'm yeah. sure they're going to get. Um, I like elementals. One of my earliest memories of elementals is uh, just people I was playing with. You know, they were, this is like first, second edition, like mm-hmm. early, early shit where they were like, you know, terrestrial exalts, like people playing dragon blooded in a solar lunar game and like being summoners and having like elementals fawning over them, like flame butterflies or <laughs> flame ducks, which are like the, the fire elemental soldier cast and stuff. Mm-hmm. Just, Having folk around that are weird and strange is interesting and cool. Um, yeah. I just think there has to be more that may, that pulls you into them. We don't. I don't think you need as much page count as they've put to how like their organizations across the world mm-hmm. goes. I think you need more stuff written about elementals that that makes them more distinct from gods, because or and from like demons, because yeah. once you kind of get the the shtick of demons in that they're alien creatures that live outside the world and. Whatever, you're like, oh, okay, I, I, I got their thing. So it'd be nice if Elementals represented something significantly different um, that that made you think, yeah, we should get Elementals for this. Yeah. I don't think I've ever encountered a scenario where a group of Exalts would go, you know what we should get to do this? Elementals. This is the only thing we could possibly imagine them doing. Mm-hmm. You know, any situation that you'd want, you'd want something for, you'd be like, summon demons. Well, I guess if you'd be, I don't know, deal with the east where you have out of wood and you have those little fairy-like courts of the wood, then I guess you'd feel that instead of using the fair folk, I don't know, again, if you're dealing with the actual elements of, I don't know, going into the west, going to the water and so forth, then you might be dealing with them like, you know, let's have some guys that help us with this. You know, since you might not have all the demons for that. Yeah, it'd be very specific, unfortunately. Well, like, if you're dragon-blooded from the realm, then deal with demons, like, kind of, eh? 
But they do it all the time. How could you not summon blood apes? <laughs> How can you say no to uh, Agate? You know, the wasps? The wasps are your best transportation ever. You know, Demon of the First Circle is like the best spell you could take. I, I would definitely love to see a way for elementals to just shine more, you know? What if elementals and Dragonblood had had a better connection, you know? Yeah. What if... Uh, I would love to see a paradigm where, where you play Dragonblood, where you go, Demon summoning? Why would I take that? I always summon elementals. I always yeah. deal with elementals. They're the best for... And then, you know, insert the reason there. Yeah, probably if you had the realm focus, say, mostly on the elementals, then they might have a greater Dragon-blooded themselves. Yeah. Like, like, you yeah. know, imagine a lost egg, like someone who exalts somewhere out in the boonies. He's yeah. like, oh yeah, I'm a, I'm a dragon-blooded. And for reasons that are obvious to my character and to my player, I picked elemental summoning and I took elementals as allies because mm. of... Mm. And, and something yeah. goes there that's interesting. Or I guess you could have the elementals themselves try to help the dragon. Yeah, yeah. hey, boom, hey. there's the reason right there, Same. you know. I'm a dragon-blooded. I naturally have a lot of element elemental allies and people and elementals that look out for me, you know, because I'm a dragon-blooded. And then you, yeah. you put a thing in there. Like, infernals naturally have demons. Yeah. Uh, abyssals naturally have ghosts. You know, mm -hmm. lunars naturally have beast men. The, these things just kind of gravitate towards them. Mm -hmm. Do something where dragon-blooded and elementals go together like ice cream and brownies. You know, yeah. Do something that makes them tie in so much that you you could not think of Dragonblood and not using elementals. And I think that would add a lot of diversity to using elementals in the game. And it would it would make people want to invest more in their politics. You know, if you have a Dragonblooded who's like a, an air aspect, who's all about whatever air elementals exist. I don't even know what air elementals exist. Um, they wouldn't master generally. Yeah, but but what what are they? I, I know I know southern elementals. I know flame okay. ducks. Fire butterflies, garter birds. Yeah. Things I know. They've got, I think, the silliest name is Exo, like the brown frowning bear and so forth. So they're like five bear like less elemental dragons that, you know, fought over all. I'm talking about the little guys. Oh. You know, if I'm an air aspect and I have air elementals as allies, then that naturally wants me to help them out if they're in trouble. Well, probably having the air, uh, air elementals help you, you could have actually their. Air cities and stuff like that be all over yeah, the Yeah, and, and that, that would naturally lend itself to getting involved in their politics, getting yeah. involved in their bullshit. You know, it doesn't even have to be elementally synchronized, yeah. you know. Yeah. Not, it doesn't even have to be something like that. You know, you could be a wood aspect who's best friends with a fire elemental for reasons. Who cares? But it would naturally bring you into the elemental courts. It would naturally want you to be engaged in yeah. the elementals. And Dragonblooded are the second most popular splat in the game. That'd be a great way to make them matter more. Elementals should be more at the front of the game than demons because demons and their home are over there and you never go there but elementals are literally everywhere yeah plus i guess it will be adding a lot more to the politics of say so as attorney say oh creation really mandated we rule the you know, creation but you have elementals that are working with the realm the yeah dragon exactly world. elementals are boots on the ground they've been helping yeah. the you know in this example where elementals and dragon blood are naturally allies elementals yeah. have been helping the the, the the realm and the the shogunate and look shy for generations because they're the ones who safeguard creation well maybe the realm actually took them in after the gods have abandoned yeah them. that's so, a good one right there too or say, I know, you try to put them more like, hey, they're not really gods, so they can go into creation and rule it because, hey, only gods are forbidden for ruling cities. So how about you have elemental cities that, you know... Yeah, themselves? you know, the Immaculate Order maybe props up elemental lords. Why not? Yeah. You know, and it's like, oh, that's because the Immaculate Order doesn't... Like, shut the fuck up. Change it so that elementals have more to yeah. do in creation. Yeah. It's a good idea. 
it makes them more interesting. They're naturally everywhere, and and it's better than having a demon summoner that's like uh, demon summoners summon three demons. Yeah, blood apes, agate, neoma. In that order, actually, <laughs> that's the order. Like, like you're gonna have one guy who's gonna be like, I usually summon those demons that are your that are the demon bottle bugs, Cecil G's, or I naturally summon the the demon skin demons, or I naturally summon passion more. It's like no, blood ape, agate, neoma. Those are the three. That's there. They do ninety percent of the heavy lifting. If demon of the first circle only let you summon. Those three demons, it would still be the most common spell, okay? If the only three demons in creation were Aramanthoi, Agate, and Yoma, that would still be the most popular spell choice for sorcery, okay? So make elementals, you know, shine. Make them be a little bit more special. Distinguish them from the gods, maybe even pit them against the gods in some regards. Yeah, that'd be cool. That'd be a great way to make Dragonblood and more tied into the supernaturalness of the yeah. setting instead of them being dickhole Romans. Yeah. I guess them would need some support from the Dragonblood because they're so, well, mortal in comparison to gods. Both of them are. Both of them yeah. are. Elementals and Dragonblooded are numerous and they're a little more vulnerable, quote unquote, um, and they're tied into creation. They, they have all, they have very overlapping themes and those should be, mo- it, they're probably already emphasized in parts mm-hmm. of the book, but they should get more emphasized. Yep. I think those are my thoughts on it. Uh, anything yeah. else? Um, I don't know. How do you feel we're using the elementals in our current game? Fits perfectly. They, they fill the niche that they need to fill. Um, if the game was better at making them more interesting, I think they would have had a bigger part in the early game, but mm-hmm. they are what they are at this point. Yep. Okay. Alright, so this has been an off-topic about elementals. I've been Devin. And Peter. And this is Sponsored by Nobody, signing off. Our future depends powerfully on how well we understand this cosmos, in which we float like a boat of dust in the morning sky. sky, sky, sky.